Father's place to do good on his 
When you start to manufacture things, then it's your own thing, it's not God's thing. And God has given this promise to his children. So he says, you shall be baptized in the Holy Spirit, what Jesus says to them. And the word that word is baptized in the Greek word baptizio, which means to immerse, submerge, to bathe, to wash, to make overwhelmed, to fully wet. He's saying that you shall be immersed in the Spirit. You shall be submerged in the Spirit, under the Spirit. You shall be bathed with the Spirit. You shall be washed and made clean in the Spirit. But also, you shall be overwhelmed by the Spirit. And that word speaks of being fully wet, meaning you shall be driven of the Spirit. That's what, that, that's the promise. It's a promise for us as children of God that we shall be filled we shall be overwhelmed. And when somebody is dripping wet, when they have someone who's not wet, what happens to the person who's not wet? They, they get wet a bit. So there is that, there is that, there is that, there is that, I don't know what word to use, but there is that benefit for the other person who's not wet when they have someone who's wet. So I'm going to ask this. When you walk your Christian walk amongst those who do not believe, or amongst not believers, when, when they encounter you, do they remain wet with the Spirit? Are we amazed enough that when they encounter us, they encounter God's Spirit? Or when they encounter us, they encounter our opinions? They encounter our theological standings and views? What is it that they encounter first? When they get into contact with us, they should encounter and so I ask us as a church today that are we overwhelmed, are we bathed, are we amazed, are we submerged in the Spirit of God? It's very important for us as believers to be people that are filled with the Holy Spirit. But not only that, Jesus says to his disciples that he baptized in the Spirit. He says, I will And then after, before Jesus actually says that, John the Baptist it's the same thing. He says, I baptize you with water, but he who's mightier than I is coming. The door of those settles I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So, John says it in the beginning. Jesus says it towards the end of his ministry is leaving that I will baptize you with the Spirit, but wait for the baptism of the Spirit until it comes. And we know that it came. Father made good this promise. The day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, from verse 1. I don't have it up there, so I'll read it from here. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of the violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. I want you to know that there is no humility to it. It's the Spirit of God, it's the Father. There was no manipulation, there was no gimmicks by Peter and disciples. This was the work of the Father. Listen to this carefully. I want you to know that there is no human intervention. We have used human intervention a lot to a point where we've diluted what the Spirit of God should be known as amongst believers and made it our thing. It is not. It is the Father's gift to us. It is not anyone 
Thank you. 
And he says to them, it's not for you to know the times, nor the seasons, which the Father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So we see a lot of feeling and the feeling of the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts. But I give you a few more examples that we can sum it up and close up and wait to finish up next week. In Acts chapter 4, verse 8, Peter again, filled with the Holy Spirit, he speaks with such power that the Jewish leaders are amazed at all this. Because they say, in an education, we can look, at, look that up um, in Acts chapter 4, verse 8, and you can see the response in Acts chapter 4, verse 13. So the Spirit fills him to a point where he speaks with boldness. The Spirit fills us. We are called to be bold. Bold as lions in speaking God's word. Bold as lions in standing for what God has called us to stand for. Bold as lions in practicing the ministry, in, 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 in practicing the ministry we've been called to, which could be the ministry of reconciliation, which could be the ministry of um, telling the world about Jesus, which could be the ministry, whatever ministry that God has called you into. There's boldness in being filled with the Spirit. Peter was bold to speak. But we don't see only boldness at that point only in Peter. But we see again, before that, we see on the day of Pentecost. Peter had never been hiding because of how was he hiding from the Jews in Acts chapter 2. But when the Spirit had come upon them, they came out in boldness. Peter, the Apostle Paul, says to the church of his wife, Pray for me that I will have boldness in proclaiming the gospel. The Spirit of God fills us so we can be bold to do what we are called to do. Our work of ministry, our work of leading as believers requires boldness. You require to be bold as days to be a believer. I was telling the brother of mine that I'm in a class.
And the reason why people get laid here and on is a symbolic thing. Laying of hands does not make anything different. It's a symbolic thing that we do because putting our faith into action. So if you want to go home, and if you're at home and you're like, there's no else I get to lay hands on me or whatever, but I want to speak to God where you are. If you want to go and do that at home from here, go home and speak to God and seek Him and say, Fill me, Lord. I want that promise. Let me taste that power that the church in Acts had. Let me taste that power. Let me taste that clothing in power. That's my prayer for me. Lord, fill me each day. Make me overflowing each day. Let me taste that power. I want to be like the church of the 